0: Christmas and welcome to the Pastor Matt Show. This is our first show in the Advent season. I've got a guest today. Uh, say hello, Elizabeth.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: This is Elizabeth. I thought it was a good idea to uh, get her out on this podcast. About eight and a half months pregnant, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. We've got a fun episode today. We're going to be talking about thankfulness and gratitude. I have come up with, I waited for Thanksgiving to end because it's easy to be thankful when your uh, belly's full of turkey and the football game's on and you're taking a nap on the couch. That's an easy feeling, but it's harder to be grateful the week after. After that alarm on Monday hits, you're back to the 24-7 grind and all your problems that seem to go away on Thanksgiving all rear their ugly... Little heads, so I came up with over the last week what I'm calling a top six or seven list. We'll see how many we can get through of things I'm thankful for in 2020. And Elizabeth has no idea what these things are. Some are serious, some are funny, but we'll let you be the judge of that. So, top six things I'm thankful for in 2020 number one (laughs) takeout I
1: would agree with that I would echo that yeah definitely thankful for takeout
0: I knew that restaurants would adapt but I wasn't quite ready for how aggressive they were going to adapt and I saw some statistics the other day that 60% of small businesses in Illinois have been destroyed through this in fact Uh, I was looking the other day, and these numbers would no longer be accurate. There would be more. But this was about a week ago. There was about 12,500 deaths in Illinois with 11,500 small businesses that have closed their time. So we should know that restaurants are going to adapt in crazy ways. But nothing will make the idea of going to get co fusion. Sushi in a tent Outside will ever feel normal At all to me But as long as there's takeout We can take it home Exactly. Everything works For everyone Um, I think Here in town we have a pizza place That uh, or excuse me a, A Mexican restaurant called Los Caminos That used to be In a building of an old pizza place And um, this restaurant, Los Caminos, is so good And when the restaurants began to shut down They seemed to have almost a little bit of an advantage with COVID Because the old pizza place had a drive-thru So they were able to open take uh, takeout Mexican drive-thru And honestly, we've probably used that a lot more Since Elizabeth's been pregnant But that's been a good thing Alright, next on the list Top six things I'm thankful for in 2020 I am thankful for... The meaningful time that people were forced to spend together. Definitely. Do do you think we had to spend too much time together through all the (laughs) lockdowns?
1: I don't think we had to spend too much time together. But I think it definitely forced a lot of families to spend more time together. To have more meals at home together. Um, When school's canceled and after school activities are canceled. You're kind of forced to have more family time and then with the family that you don't see very frequently that family time becomes even more meaningful or even with friends or acquaintances or just having that social interaction becomes a lot more meaningful.
0: Yeah. Definitely more meaningful. And of course my mom has moved to the area and we're about to have a a child and you know, having family nearby helps, but I can't help but think of how Difficult, you know, this must have been for the single people living in a place like New York City Or maybe even in a place like Gibson City Because the isolation was severe Definitely At least I think I felt very isolated For a short while there in the very, very beginning But ultimately I think in the end of this We've seen more families forced to spend quality time together I'm sure there's been a ton of both good and maybe not so good memories made because of that, but at least that opportunity was there because I do believe that's a God-honoring activity, like you said, meaningful. All right. Number three, I am thankful for a human error in 2020. So I didn't know how to put this one on the list, but... Don't you feel like this year like every day was supposed to be the end of the world and it never was as bad as they were saying it was going to be?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm thankful that that so many of us had to go through that emotional roller coaster and I'm not even starting the moral discussion on whether or not Those claims that were made were right and wrong. But at one point in time, we were hearing numbers such as 2 million Americans would die this year from COVID-19. I know retrospect, especially with numbers, is a heck of a thing, but...
1: Yeah, they really had no idea in the beginning. And I remember in March looking at models periodically and the way numbers were modeling out was so vastly different just depending on what you were looking at i mean there were some models saying that basically everything's everything's over everyone's gonna die the world's ending (laughs) there were some models that were saying uh, it might hit us like a bad flu season but other than that we'll be fine
0: yeah it's incredible especially shows you how science um People like to say that science replaces God. But this has reminded us that God is irreplaceable or unreplaceable, however you say that. You can't... Science isn't perfect when you have a bunch of humans making a bunch of human decisions about things. And I hope that some of the hate mail and... There has been a lot of violent threats made against scientists on both sides of this coin. Absolutely. And that's the sad part, is when you see it to get violent, someone is, um, you know, really needing to stand up and be a leader during this. And and it doesn't have to be, you know, the president. I'm not even going there. I'm just saying that I hope that it, that doesn't turn into, you know, any more of the violent stuff. But they have been wrong on a lot of things. And I am thankful for that because usually they tended to be wrong on the it wasn't so bad. What about the murder hornets? Yep. Or what about World War II With Iran in January Or World War III with Iran in January We forget about the murder hornets And that because it's just COVID was so bad Um, Alright next one Number four Top six things I'm thankful for For 2020 I am thankful for the exposure On certain topics That 2020 has brought Let's talk about the racial racial unrest. I'm thankful that we're talking about it. I'm thankful that it's a normal conversation. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, it's definitely a conversation that needs to happen. And regardless of your opinions about particular events and groups and people, I think it's a good thing that, that we're just talking about it as a group.
0: Yeah, and I think the hard part is is that so many people would say, well, I am thankful for that conversation, but I'm not thankful for the way in which sometimes they're going about trying to get that message across with the looting and um, some peaceful protesting, some protesting that isn't as peaceful. And that's the hard part is that how can we get beyond the way we're communicating and start actually communicating about the same thing? But I am thankful that the topic has been brought up. You know what I mean? That's that's the exposure I'm thankful for. You know, we've seen a lot of stuff about child uh, sexual pedophilia in 2020 with the Cuties Netflix documentary that was out of France and basically was following four young French, I think foster kids was the storyline. I didn't watch it, but four young French foster kids who kind of, Show the coming to age story of a sexualized French girl. And there was a lot of outrage because the way they shot it, there was a lot of sensual sexual scenes with the young girls who actresses within their own rights were playing. You know, they were 12 or 13 year old actresses. And
1: yeah, just to sum it up, it was rated, it was a film about children that was rated R because of the sexual nature of the scenes.
0: That's Elizabeth's uh, mathematical side, just getting that out much more efficiently than me. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what it was. Um, And that really pointed people in that direction. The attention that was brought to the sex trafficking is at least, I think, a good thing about that. Because we do need to pay attention when our elite celebrities and our elite financial bankers have islands where they're sexually molesting underage children. And whether or not you want to agree with that or not, 2020 brought that to light. And I'm talking about Jeffrey Epstein. In 2020, at the very least, brought that up. I'm thankful for that.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think that everything that's happened in the, the past year has been Brought human trafficking more to the forefront of the conversation, which is important because it gets lost a lot. Because everyone thinks, "Oh, that doesn't happen in America. That doesn't happen. That just happens in Mexico or overseas." Well, even or,
0: the nature of the trafficking, for example, um, the one that really struck with uh, stuck stuck with me after I researched was. Uh, John the God, he called himself out of Brazil, who was actually friends with Oprah and was on Oprah and he was friends with Bill Clinton. Uh, He was convicted of selling children without birth certificates. And I never realized no one's representing that child. And that is what makes me so angry is that I didn't... Re- I, I just... You know it got dark. I knew it was dark. Like, no one... I don't think anyone would have said to themselves, oh, that's a very lighthearted in- industry. But learning some of the details that we learned from 2020 is what I think really is like, oh, like, we've got to protect the kids. Like, we've got to pay attention to who's teaching our kids. And we have to pay attention to who is taking care of our kids. And all of those things... I think was a good exposure and good things to talk about in 2020. The scary part, I think, for the whole world, and you would probably agree, is the people that are leading those conversations right now are not the people that are probably looking for a peaceful way to discuss them. And I'm talking about all the sides involved. That's one of the scary things, but nonetheless, the exposure to those items in 2020, I do think is a good thing. Moving on, number five of six things I'm thankful for in 2020. I'm kind of thankful that we have medicines that alleviate, but that we don't have medicines that heal. And what I mean by that is with COVID, we have nothing that can 100% right now, of course, vaccines are on their way, okay, whatever. But we have nothing that right now you can go to the store and you can spend money and you get a pill that just, you're, you're cured. You don't have to deal with it. Right now, that does not exist. We only have medicines that can either alleviate the pain, alleviate the symptoms, but we don't have that just cure. And I'm kind of thankful that 2020 reminded us that God is... In our most uh, futile, in our most vulnerable situations, God is the only cure. I think that is a message that most people in in, in the world, though they may view God differently, it may not be the Christian God. I think everyone is having a, all areas of the world is probably having some sort of spiritual Movement, Whether that's good or bad movement, I don't know. But I think that 2020 was a very spiritual time for the world.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think the same thing can also be said about the isolation people have experienced over the past, I think it's been nine or ten months or eight or nine months that we've been in quarantine. And all the stay-at-home orders and kind of people realizing that maybe they're not necessarily fulfilled by the vapid things that they have in their life and the monetary things that they have and and people really kind of seeking more and seeking deeper communities and more of a relationship with God being alone more and having that quiet time to themselves
0: yeah and God has such a way of communicating in the quiet too (laughs) And sometimes I force myself to be quiet in my brain because my brain's always going. And there was no way, I think, that in those quarantine times when you're at your house, uh, there was sometimes I think people felt there was no way to shut their brain off because they weren't going to work. They weren't going and using those elements of their brain. So they probably lost a lot of sleep and then anxiety grew. That was a very normal part of 2020, and it's something that probably is what pro- promoted the spiritual growth. Because when you're trying to quiet your brain, I, I truly believe that prayer and meditation in combination is one of the most powerful tools we have. But it's a tool that so many of us treat as okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say my prayer for 20 seconds, and then I'm done. I'm going right. to say this. It takes a lot of discipline and a lot of effort to sit down and say, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to spend 10 minutes praying. And 2020, for a lot of people, made them do that. Because, I mean, at some point, you just kind of reach that wall where you're like, I've been at home for so many days in a row. Um, last item. Number six. Top six things I'm thankful for in 2020. I read an article the other day with an old Southern Baptist preacher who told a story about his daughter. He caught his daughter smoking a cigarette. This was in this guy's old this was probably in, you know, 60s or 70s, something like that when when smoking cigarettes was much more common. And he made her eat the whole pack of cigarettes. And later on in life, she asked him, "Why did you make me do that?" And she always thought it was because, well, cigarettes taste bad and that it's going to teach him, teach her to, uh, you know, not do that. But he actually had a much deeper philosophical answer. He said, You can't learn how harmful something is in moderation. And 2020 totally made us eat the metaphorical pack of cigarettes there was no moderation of anything there was no moderation of anything in 2020 i mean it was all i think i mean me and you are such a simple uh type of people but it just felt like even in our own personal lives everything seemed so much more extreme and the decisions that were so much more you know everything and i think that that ultimately is a good thing because i think like the southern baptist preacher's daughter we need to learn that not everything is good for us that we're doing i think i hope that communities slow down and and not have so much going on that kids you know barely have any time just to be with you you know what i mean or i hope that we do learn that hey We don't have to always go spend money vigorously to live a happy life. Whatever the lesson being, I think that because 2020 has been so extreme, we're kind of waking up to that in a way.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think this has just been an unprecedented year. In all aspects of everyone's lives, a lot of people lost loved ones, not only to COVID, but also to suicide or just generally the older population passing away. Those people that weren't able to mm-hmm. have visitors, for example, just when hospitals were closed off, even if you you didn't have COVID, you might not have been able to see any of your loved ones before you passed or in those kind of situations and I just think a lot of people have gone through trials this year losing their jobs or you know people that just have general commission based jobs that had a harder time or people who were furloughed or laid off and I think it's just been just been a really big year for everyone.
0: Yeah most definitely 2020 has been a crazy year it's been up and down it's been all over the place and I think that For us, as we welcome in a new child, I'm not necessarily afraid because of the chaos. uh, Because I tell you what, one thing always happens. Out of the chaos comes Jesus. And he calms the storm. So whatever storm you may be facing in your life, there's always a reason to be thankful because of Jesus. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Pastor Matt Show.
1: You can see the eyes that snow is falling Friends are calling you With me